Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we are going to be talking about refs washing dishes mid-match uh, challengers and then talking about our matches from the weekend and uh, a review or predictions for uh, the upcoming matches this coming weekend. Uh, yeah, you, you heard that right. We're talking about uh, CDL refs washing dishes. That's the point of the year we're at. Uh, if you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, if you're on the audio platform, drop a follow, drop a five-star review. There were some very, very good matches this past weekend, so I'm excited to talk about those. And looking ahead, there are some uh, pretty premier matches, including Atlanta versus Toronto this upcoming weekend. So excited to talk about all those. Let's just jump into it. Brock, how are you doing today? Oh, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Monday, kind of warm out here in Wisconsin. Like It's like 50-some degrees out today, so love that. Other than that, you know, yeah, it is where matches are, you know, pretty good for the most part. You know, refs, uh, I guess the refs, refs washing dishes mid-match. That, that was insane. <laughs> Other than that, you know, insane. we're doing good. <laughs> All right, let's get into yeah. it. That, that was just, like, I was mind-blown when I saw that. Well, we'll talk about that in a, in a sec. I want to talk about this quick Miami Challengers event first. So, the Miami Challengers event, they've, like, basically stated once again that it is happening. Uh, but they like pretty much just aren't telling us like what any details like where it's going to be all that and obviously like this major two is in Miami like only a few weeks away mm-hmm. uh, and like obviously like if they could just get to Miami it's not that big of a deal but like the challenges event could be placed far away or it could be like somewhere else you don't know if it's like an extra day before or whatever like all the details of it where to buy a team pass if you're going to be able to get a team pass so like they're really screwing over the challengers players here in terms of like it's not like these are players that play for an org and their org will just fly them out. A lot of them are having to pay their own way to the events and stuff and like having to plan their own travel. And you're only going to make it more expensive for these players by making them wait till the last minute. Yeah, that's just, it's not ideal. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insane. Yep. It's, I, I'm just very confused what the Call of Duty League is doing at this point. Like, Mm. how how can we not have a, a venue locked down like they just keep saying yeah it's going to be happening but like if you're these players do you have the faith in the call of duty league to buy your tickets and stuff ahead of time and potentially not be able to cancel are you really putting your faith in the call of duty league's word it hasn't worked out too well for many people that have done that yeah definitely you know seems like you know more and more they're getting lazier and lazier yeah it's insane yep. um i don't know the topic though it's it's just insane yeah, I just to where at this point, basically. Yeah, I, I just wanted, I just saw that and was like, we need to talk about that. We need to like mention. How do we get here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we went from like challengers and like the open bracket being like a, a big attraction of the event in the MLG days, where like you're fighting through hundreds of teams in open bracket to make it to pool play. To now, it's like, yeah, we're gonna maybe host an event. Not gonna tell you where until like the week before, and then you just gotta find your travel way. You know, could be yeah. miles and miles away from the event. Could be an hour plus away from the event. You never know. I think. I mean, with the time of year it is, too, like in a few weeks into March, that's spring break time. Obviously, Miami, South Florida mm-hmm. is a big spring break destination for college students especially. So, like, 
travel is going to be expensive. Like, especially the later, like they're going to take advantage of those like college students booking last second spring break tickets. Yeah. It's going to get even more expensive than it normally is, which I like, I, until somebody mentioned that I wasn't really thinking about that, but I was like, damn, they're right. Like into March, that is prime spring break time. So tickets are going to be even more expensive with people trying to go on that. Like they are really screw these players over. Also, I, yeah, it seems weird. Maybe that's how they got a cheaper venue during this time because it is spring break time. So everybody's going to the beaches and doing stuff out there. So maybe that's why like indoor venues were cheaper in Miami and that's why they did it. I have no idea. You know, it could be the case. You know, they're all about, you know, saving them money at this point. I don't know. Well, I guess, I guess like the challenger players, we'll just have to wing it and find out. Thankfully, we're not challenger players that have to wait forever uh, and book our stuff late because I, I do not envy them in that situation. Yeah, I just, it doesn't sound fun whatsoever. No, not at all. Um, then, Brock, our other topic that we had for news before we dive into the matches was uh, a ref during the Boston versus New York match uh, to start the weekend. We didn't see it like right away. It came out like towards the end of the weekend, but uh, Asim, I think, was the one that posted it. So a ref during the Boston versus New York match was just washing dishes. That's uh, <laughs> what it sounded like. That You heard like the sink running. It sounded like it was hitting a glass, like banging pots around. And it was apparently in the middle of the hard point. Slasher said on the flank that it was like when they were up 100. Mm-hmm. And they ended up getting like slammed. And like he said, like, oh, I'm not going to blame it on that. Like we, they just started like slamming us in that, in, in that hard point, like came back and beat us. But like, it is insane. Like you hear, like, I think it was Asim or somebody in the clip yell, like, uh, like, can you mute? And he just keeps banging around dishes. Like he's literally just washing dishes in their comms. <laughs> it's one of the most That's insane just... clips I've ever seen. It just, uh, how do we get to that point, dude? He's just washing dishes. <laughs> like when you look at it in hindsight, since it wasn't like a big time, I mean, it, it could end up mattering a lot, obviously, for a team like Boston battling uh, for champs. We, we assume Boston's going to make champs, so you never know. In New York, it would be obviously shocking if they somehow didn't make champs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, thankfully, it's in just like a random online match that might not matter too much. It looked like New York was going to get the win no matter what in that series, but... Uh, it is just like, yeah, how do we get to this point where we have refs banging around dishes in the background with their mic unmuted so the in the players' comms? Because I, I would be checked if I was a player and I heard some dude just banging around dishes in my comms and I was trying to play a match. I, I would be checked. Yeah, especially a league match. You're just up 100 here, ref, banging dishes for like <laughs> five minutes straight. Oh, I'd be so checked too. <laughs> they just kept telling them to mute. And I was like, dude, I wonder what the comms were like after they lost that. Because you know, like, even though they were getting slammed, they're like in their head, they're like blaming it on this ref, like yelling at him. And it's just like, oh my God. Like, I wonder what happened. Like, when he, if he came back, they were like yelling at him or something. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just, it's insane. I, I'm just mind blown. You know, it's so you didn't you do you knew you learn something new every day, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, I I just don't even know what to say. It's both of these these news articles and these news uh, items have me just mind blown today. The Miami Challengers event, washing dishes, like like I I could have gotten like a list of numerous things I thought I would ever talk about on this podcast, and I don't know if. A ref, a CDL ref washing dishes and banging dishes around in a team's comms mid map would ever be something I'd expected to see. It was never on my bingo card. It was, it was, you know, really wasn't. But you know, things happen for a reason, I guess. Yeah, it was just a what a what a situation. But anyways, that is the first match of the weekend, actually, where the dishes were getting banged around. Uh, he's, he's trying to multitask real quick. Yes, he's trying to. Kill two birds with one stone. But we can talk about that match first. To be honest, not a whole lot to talk about. New York, uh, Boston, when the match kicked off in that map one, Boston started out 
hot out the gate and it looked like they were going to kind of steamroll their way through map one early on. Uh, and then New York with a good comeback. And from there on out, like the search and destroy, they pretty much had their way with them. And then the control, I mean, they, they steamrolled them on yeah. that high rise control. It was overall on the series. Just, I mean, everybody on the side of New York skies had a 0.76, but he was basically just running around out there, just gassing up Hydra. You heard him calling Hydra poppy in the comms a bunch. Yep. yep. <laughs> Uh, and they were just, I mean, rolling through. Uh, this wasn't much of a series. New York just completely and utterly outclassed them, which is what we want to see. We want to see this New York start, this New York team start to just outplay people. And I had called for it. I wanted to see Hydra pop off, and to see Hydra uh, drop the most damage in the lobby with a 1.65 was was very nice to see because we need to see Hydra get back to that superstar, superstar play style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. I definitely thought, you know, going into weekend, this match would be pretty good for both these teams. And, you know, it's good for New York. So I thought Boston yeah. would have a little more power to them. You picked the Boston upside, and I didn't mind it at all because a lot of times when you do see the, the former player play his old team for the first time, they tend to have success, or at least it seems like they do. So I didn't think the Boston pick was a bad upset pick. New York hadn't looked like they, New York was winning matches, but they hadn't looked like insane. Yeah. And Boston overall, you know, looked okay. They were 1-0. Um, coming into the weekend, they looked fine. You know, we still believe that they had a lot of talent. We, like, ace them on the team. I, I saw where you were coming from, but uh, no, that wasn't the case. This was this series wasn't even close. It was a, it was a New York stopping. Yeah, Priestley got slammed. He had a .59 for the series. Yeah. Uh, rough series out of Priestley. Not what I was expecting, but we can move on from that one because uh, the next series was much, much, much better. And to be honest, Minnesota kind of slab optic. Uh, however, the result was a 3-2. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> uh, just what a what a weird, weird, weird match this was. So uh, on the Rio hardpoint, Minnesota comes out, they slammed them. It was uh, just an absolute domination. Everybody on the side of optic was in the 0.6 range, except Dashi, who had exactly a 1.0. And overall, when you're just watching the map, Minnesota just looked like the better team. Yep. Dominate them. The terminal search, same thing. It ended up being 6-4, but overall, Minnesota looked like the better team. Uh, and then the control, Minnesota, also looked like the better team. Uh, <laughs> and they were just dominating them. And then in the final round, Optic like strung together an offensive win to force a, a final round. And then they had a 3v14, and they triple stacked the point and basically got like a little wave of kills, and they ended up capping it in the 3v14 uh, to win the control. So they pretty much should have been 3 0 Clutched that out. Probably should have lost the sub-base hardpoint. Dashi had a great game. Optic got kind of a lucky spawn that helped them win this map. And then in the Karachi, Optic did pretty much outclass them for the most part. It was a pretty easy win. Linz was the only thing winning Minnesota rounds mm-hmm. uh, on that Karachi search. But Optic probably was should have been down 4-0 in this series. Instead, they end up winning at 3-2. Um, thoughts on this series? You know, it's good to see Optic, you know, they can, you know, they can get shit on and still find a way to win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got extremely lucky, so it's such a weird series to analyze. But I will say, the, I kind of am on the same line of thinking as you. I like to see Optic win a series like this, because this is the series that Optic always loses in the past. Yep. The series mm-hmm. where they look like the better team, but they just like find a way to troll the maps, and they lose, like, they get reverse swept lose 3-2, and the, the KD board looks like this, where everybody in the side of Rocker had a 1.0 or better. Vivid was 90 and 90 at a 1.0, and then Accuracy and Awakening were both at 1.1s, and Linz at a 1.25. And then on the side of Optic, uh, you had Kenny with a 0.81, Pred with a 0.78, Shotsu with a 0.91, the Dash with a 1.13. So, like, slaying 
heavily in favor of the Rocker. This is a series that you typically see Optic have. They outslay the other team. They yep. look better in four of the five maps, but they find a way to lose a series. Yep. Like that three v fourteen is some stuff that always happens to Optic. That control. That's like the thing that always happens to Optic. Uh huh. So you know, it's good to see if they can you know be beaten down a lot and you know still prevail in the end. And see, Dashi have what two thousand more damage than the whole rest of the lobby. He had an incredible series. I mean, almost twenty thousand damage. It was nice to see because we had seen him potentially playing a little slower. He was maybe a little bit faster. With the series, his engagements were more on par. Uh, with the rest of his team, and he looked very good. I Like I said, I like to see Optic win a series like this. Obviously, you don't want to see them being dominated in a couple maps and then probably should have lost four, the first four maps. You don't like to see that. You'd like to see them win in a dominant fashion, but this Rocker team might be the best 0-4 team in a split I've ever seen. We'll talk about they lost another match later, but they have looked so good. They happen to have lost three straight map fives, though, so it's so weird because if you're Rocker, you feel like you've made a ton of good progress, and you feel like you're better than you were in Stage 1, even, mm-hmm. but you're sitting at 0-4. Yeah, <laughs> it's just tough. <laughs> yeah, but we can move on to the next series. This That was a great series, though. Uh, our last series actually ended up being pretty damn good, too, between the Rocker, or not between the Rocker, between the Legion and the Heretics. Legion were able to take it in a map five to uh, secure the victory. Heretics fall. Uh, it was another reverse sweep instead of getting reverse swept like they always have this year. The Legion other ones to pull it off. Kind of blown out on the map one. Uh, they lost a round 11 on Karachi and then were able to close out uh, Invasion. And then Geo dominated on a Rio hardpoint. Uh, and they got an Invasion search where they kind of steamrolled. It was kind of weird. Like, they got rolled map one, close map two, and then they kind of steamrolled the final three maps. Yeah, they kind of, you know, after, you know, down 2 they like, oh, you know, they actually turned up real quick. Usually in the past, they would just fold. Yeah, and... I will say a shout out to Purge. He he didn't have the best hard points again, or uh, I'm sorry, best uh, invasion response. He had a pretty good Rio hard point. He was actually setting some good pace uh, on that map. He dropped to 1.22. The map one, he really struggled with a 0.6 uh, on the invasion hard point, 0.7 on the invasion control. But overall, I saw the vision with Purge with his aggressiveness on the SMG like Attach was talking about. He did seem more comfortable on an SMG. Uh, like full-time just being able to run at people i still mm-hmm. say my concern with this team is still him though because like if they're gonna let him be the full-time smg i i trust nero to run anything i mean nero looked incredible in this series he was frying them mm-hmm. like, he was unkillable on the map he jumped to 1.4 and it was like a noticeable 1.4 it wasn't one of those like he was in good positions and got kills like he was just running at them and they couldn't kill him yeah no he was he was every time i tuned in he would just be popping off three pieces he was he was insane. I forgot to almost mention that. But the one thing I will say about this team is like to me, it's still I have all the faith in Nero. I think Geo is a really good player. I obviously have faith in Attached, like always. I'm still just scared of Purge when it comes <clears> down <throat> to like those maps when you do like when it's not a Rio. I like when Nero can pull up the SMG like on that map with him. Mm-hmm. But when we're not playing like when we're playing like one of those maps like a Karachi hardpoint or something like that where we're running one smg it seems like they're gonna let purge do that because he just likes to just run it down yeah i would trust more like i know that the roles make more sense for purge to be on there for them but like if nero was my main sub running the one smg on maps i would trust him against any other sub like he could pop off but like when we're playing phase and abizi's out there running the one sub and running at you i just don't trust purge to be able to shut him down at all yeah i don't i don't do not either we're like, I'm not saying Nero's on the level of a BZ, but I think Nero can have games where he could match a BZ at times, like more than Purge could. Yeah, oh, 100%. All 
I definitely agree. I want to see, you know, Purge have a little more damage. Yeah. The damage is still very low. Like, he... I, I will give him credit. He looked better at times in this series, uh, especially in those final three maps when they were winning. So I, I do see the vision of him being an SMG. I do see what they're talking about. Like, he likes to play so aggressive, so that's good for him. Um, but just... I just want to see more from him going forward. I just don't I just don't have faith that he can keep up slaying-wise with some of the other top SMGs. Then on the side of uh, Miami... Yikes. Uh, Eric Boom, another another rough series. It's just it's not looking good for Miami after a hot start to the year. They're probably going to be staring down the barrel of another roster change potentially because they did end up losing again later mm-hmm. on. They have not won in a long time. A while. I mean, they got double rounded at the major and they're 0-4 in this split now. And they've lost to some teams like Vegas and LAT this week that they should be beating if they want to be a, a decent team. And they lost even like their last online match or something before the major, I think too. Yeah. The thing is like, who do you, who do you substitute out? Like Eric boom again? He's I guess not... and they picked up real, but it's a matter of if real can play or not with the visa. I don't know if the visa situation is solved or not, but I would assume they're waiting for real to just plug in. Yeah. These issues can get solved because he does have a lot of talent. I know he can play the SMG role and they're, probably i think they're still fine with lucky and vickle and i still think they i like metals a lot i think metals brings a ton of aggression i like metals yeah he does i, I don't like lucky and vickle either yeah mm-hmm. i do think it, the entire year i think for them it's been that other smg role that that fast-paced smg role also like journey i don't think was fitting and eric boom isn't playing the best right now which sucks because we've heard so much that eric boom is such a good player but i also think real has a lot of talent yeah I do like medals, like you said, you know, he, he, he will get you 30 kills, but he will die 35 times. Yeah. But he's going to set pace and make the map easier for his teammates. Yeah, so that's fine. Um, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Moving on to Saturday, though. The, the first match of Saturday was a fantastic match. The Las Vegas Legion, this is where I came out of the weekend impressed with them. They lost 3-1 here to Toronto, who, once again, our best team in the game. But this series was extremely winnable for, uh, for Vegas. That Rio hardpoint... They had it won. Nero hit like a weird pinch through P uh, through P three, that like side mannequin door with the boxes, like that lo- overlooks P four. Yeah, he had like a weird pinch and he got a kill. It was like not a bad pinch. Like I, I heard him on like the scump. I was watching the scump stream at the time and they were like, "Why is he pinching? Why is he pinching?" And like I agree, the way he played it wasn't the best, but I didn't think it was the worst pinch because he knew that all of them had spawned out front P four, and were going to be rushing the hill because they had to flood front to break it. Mm-hmm. Vegas wouldn't just win off that money hill P2. So Vegas had them spawning out. Nero hit the pinch. They had no idea he was there. He had a free kill. He killed him. And instead of like waiting there and just like holding him hostage, making him play slower, he just flew out and tried to shoot a guy that was running up the ramp in the back. And whoever spawned behind him just shot him in the back. He only got the one kill and they collapsed from there. I just didn't love how aggressive he got in the pinch. Yeah. Got so that kind of cost Vegas the map. Yeah. That was tough there. They should have won that map, though. Mm -hmm. I do like, even though they did lose pretty close uh, in the hard point, they did rebound and won 6-0. Yeah, they they rolled them that search. My favorite stat, too. Geo's KD Infinity, because he didn't die. Yep. (laughs) That's a good stat. Then the high rise, they they got handled in this map, but there was a pretty bad streak usage in one of the rounds, if I remember correctly, and they ended up losing 3-1. And then the Karachi hardpoint, once again, it like came right down to it. They got broke at the end mm-hmm. and they ended up just losing it right at the end there. And it was like, oh my God, like you were literally, you lost by 18 in map one and you should have won it. And then you lost by three in hardpoint 
uh, to Toronto. You dominated them in search and you kept the control competitive. Like overall, just I was very impressed with Vegas in the series. Obviously, Toronto, they win. You can never, you cannot knock on anybody for winning. I mean, yeah. What are we going to say that they didn't win by enough? No. Uh, but man, I was very impressed. Vegas, uh, they, they're looking good. I think the pacing of the team is better now. I do think Geo is really good. He had another, I mean, playing the best team in the world, Geo led his team with a 1.13. Pretty solid. Yeah, I would say so. And only losing by between two hard points by 21. Yeah. That's pretty good for Vegas. Yeah. And I, I like, I want to see where they are going to be at moving forward. And they get a nice test this week against uh, a team that we believe is pretty good, but not like amazing in Boston. So it's a nice test for Vegas. Uh, and with that loss, they end up starting two and one, but two and one is a solid start. I, I saw that was their first two and oh, uh, start to a, a qualifier session as a franchise in CDL. I did see that, you know, new things. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Then our next match on Saturday was LAG versus Optic. Uh, I thought this was going to get really interesting after map one because LAG came out and they took it to Optic. Uh, Shotzi had a horrible map drop to 0.44. Everybody on Optic had a bad map. Uh, and mm-hmm. LAG was just running it down. It seems like Optic wasn't rotating. LAG was beating them on every rotation. They were holding every hill. 250 to 122, honestly, is closer than that map felt when watching. Yeah, I, I, they were getting absolutely dumped on. Like that that map felt like at one point I think it was like two thirty to like eighty. That that map uh, felt like a hundred point club. Yeah, mm-hmm. LAG dominated them. It wasn't close. Yeah, I I, I tuned in that one a little bit. I, I just feel like shots. He was like even even he wasn't you know he's just trying to do his you know, normal shots and stuff. He's just kind of like trolling. I feel like sometimes he was like pressing like too hard. Like it felt like he was trying too hard to make plays at times. Yeah, he's just like go 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 when he didn't you know always needed it. Yeah, but. Once again, Optic with a very nice bounce back. They come out, handle them pretty easily. 6-2 in the Rio search. Uh, another map or a round five Karachi control win. And then they, they handled them pretty easily on the Skid Row hard point. Uh, it was another very good series from Dashy. He led the team in KD again, led them in damage as well. Again, Assault on the other side actually had a pretty good series because he had a really, really, really good uh, Skid Row hard point at a 1.17. Uh, he also looked really good on the, the map one hard point with a 1.47. But LAG, honestly, they had some close maps in here. They still feel like one of those teams that they're like more bottom middle of the pack, but they can pull off upsets. They're not definitely not the worst team in the league. We'll get to them in a little bit, but a nice win from Optic there. Yep. Good bounce back after that, you know, crotchy hard point. Yeah. Uh, then Brock, we go to Heretics. Yikes. We don't need to uh, kind of rag on them anymore, but it was another rough series from Eric Boom. Uh, Heretics lose 3-2 in a uh, Game 5 round 11 uh, to the LA Thieves. It's rough. Uh, they lost a hard point to LA Thieves, who were, with a loss in that map, potentially looking to set like the all-time worst mm-hmm. record to start a game, taking over that New York Subliners Vanguard record when that team was just horrible at hard point to start the year. Yeah. Uh, it was the, the Ghosty and Nasty show in map 1. Uh, then it was the Afro show in map 2. They got up 2-0. Afro. Uh, Heretics ended up forcing a Forced into map five and LAT clutched it out with a big game five from Ghosty and Nasty again. Uh, LAT looked improved, but it's hard to take a ton from it because once again, they're playing one of the teams that looks the worst of any team in the league right now. But it was a massive series nonetheless uh, from Mr. Daniel Ghosty, almost 20,000 damage with a 1.14. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think this said on the flank, he was 50 off the record for the most damage. Ever. Yeah, would have put him just over 20,000, yeah. So that they need an absolute superstar performance from Ghosty just to barely beat 
the old form. Yeah. I'm heretics. Yeah. yeah. And I, we've been like all over calling Dan Ghost a beast ever since. I mean, I watched him a lot in the CCL when I was working for the college uh, Call of Duty League. And then we also watched him with Doug and Challengers. Like we've been saying, kid's got a ton of talent forever. So mm-hmm. nice to finally see it again and recognize even more. He is very good. This team still has potential, but once again, I don't want to overreact to anything that they did to beat the Miami Heretics who have looked uh, abysmal as of late. Yeah, but they didn't. They did get the W, so you know. Yeah, up in the right direction. Like we said, you can't you can't rag on teams too much for getting a W, as we just said uh, before, and especially for LAT. I mean, they needed a dub anywhere. It was it was going to come. Yeah, I will say on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, you know, I keep I keep bashing a little bit, but Eric Boom, another twelve twelve K damage compared to his ni- teammates at nineteen thousand, sixteen thousand, and seventeen thousand. Yeah, seems like he's struggling to find his way, which is really sucky. Especially, it, it makes me sad, especially for like players like like the the Spanish boys, the Spanish speaking boys over there, because like they may get other opportunities. Because like some of them, like I know like Vickle played with some North American players last year, and I'm not sure. I mean, like I know Metal's team with like methods and those guys on Toronto, so I'm sure he speaks English, but I don't know. Besides Vicklin medals, I just don't know how much English the other players speak. And like, there is just like a general like NA bias. Like, they're typically like the NA players that like are trying to speak English on their team. If, if the players maybe necessarily don't have English as their first language, we've seen in the past they don't tend to take shots at them unless they're like viewed as like the generational type talents, like Hydra was in mm-hmm. Cold War coming over. Like he was talking about as like the next big thing. And it's it's just really unfortunate because like the opportunities that are presented to these players like Eric Boom are just going to be so much less. And it, I'm not saying it's fair to him at all. It's just so unfortunate for him because um, Call of Duty is just such an English-speaking dominated sport. Like just most players that are pros in general speak English as a first language. And probably for the most part, they only speak English. A lot of the players, especially a lot of the American-born uh, players. Yep. So it's like super unfortunate for guys like Eric Boom because like he comes out, especially because he has a terrible performance so far he may never get another crack. And it's like, that's just so unfortunate because obviously we've heard for how long this kid has crazy talent and like, Mm -hmm. he just may not get another shot because he's probably going to be benched pretty quick. So I do feel for the kid because that that is a, there's a lot of pressure on him coming into the league and knowing this might be your only shot. Yeah. So, you know, it it can be a lot for players. Yeah. But we can move on. We, we don't need a bash on heretics anymore. Uh, Let's talk about uh, the worst team in the league, Brock. Uh, The the first match. Yeah, the first match on Sunday. Seattle Surge, Carolina Royal Ravens. Uh, I'm so sad because we were talking about... I, I got perfect on my predictions last week. We'll talk about it in a minute, but I stayed perfect until the final match of the day. Uh, I picked Surge to lose to the Ravens here. I mean, Surge are the worst team in the CDL right now. It's it's not a debate. They are the worst team. Yeah, it is. Just a shame. Yeah, they were top six in the major overall and the first like major, they looked like a middle of the pack team. Like they weren't terrible and then the whole Illy stuff happens and they like they don't even like they don't look like a pro team. They look lost. hmm They look like, like they don't want to play the trailer. And like Ake said something on the flank that I like a hundred percent agreed with. Like, well, I mean, they just got dominated on the skid row map one. It was a great game from Fellow. Uh yep. on the map one. And overall just it was just a good game on the skid row from uh from Carolina. And then 
the map two, the uh, surge takes down the Ravens six three in terminal, but it literally took like an RCD superhuman almost breaking the kill record performance, went fourteen and three. Uh, then they got just destroyed on high rise control and then destroyed on Rio by Gwyn. Uh, it's just like Ake said this in the flank. It's like if they don't have a superstar performance from one of their players, they stand no chance. Like it takes like uh, Illy having some superstar performances and he was there. Then it took Arcity's almost breaking the kill record mm-hmm. search and destroy in map two to win it. Like this team just has no cohesion. They don't play together. They look lost. They don't look like they're on the same level as the other teams. It takes a superhero performance in an individual map for a player for them to win. They are just awful. Uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about them. And on the side of Carolina, I said it multiple times this year. I'll keep saying it. Gwyn is disgusting. Mm-hmm. That guy is so good. He's got a bright future in the CDL. And also this Carolina team, Clay, fellow TJ Gwyn. I think this team is going to stick as a middle of the pack upset team. And they're just, I think they're going to be constantly getting top sixes on land this year with the potential to like stretch one to a Sunday at top four. I, yep. just, I just truly do. I picked them to finish top six at the first major and they really should have, they should have won that second match. I think this team is going to be a problem all year. There's, they're never going to be like a, a favorite to win, but they're just, they're going to stick around in a lot of series this year. I, I mean, just, I like the I mean that sneaky team. Yeah. It's three veteran good players that I trust and just an absolute like rising star in Gwyn. That kid is good. Yeah. Three vets you trust on land. Yeah. And, Gwyn, I mean, he is special. Like that, he is like I, he's one of my guys that I'm labeling as next up. Like that kid, him and Linz. We'll talk mm-hmm. about Linz a little bit here in this next Boston series. He didn't have his best series, but I mean, watching Linz POV is also insane. Like Linz and Gwyn, that is like that. Those two are they're special. Yeah, I, I will say I, I kind of feel bad for Brezzy since you know he's put in this Agreed. awful situation. Agree. And he's a good player. I don't care. I don't care that his numbers have not looked good in the couple matches he's played for Seattle. I've watched Brezzy enough in the past. I know Brezzy's a good player. Yeah. He just got thrown in. I mean, this team, they, they, they did it again on high rise. They just like, they lost one life. They just like didn't contest a, and Clay said in his interview, he's like, yeah, I don't even know what they were doing. Yeah. Jeez. They're lost. I feel really bad for Brezzy. Like he got thrown into a terrible situation and he might be another guy that just never gets another crack after this. Yeah because of how bad this looked, but I, I feel for Brezzy, man, because he I know for a fact that Brezzy's a really good player. I've seen he was going crazy at BO4 champs. He's mm-hmm. a very good player, just terrible situation. Yeah, he needs the right team around him, not this whatever Seattle Surge is. And I can't blame him for taking the opportunity either, because he hasn't had an opportunity in so long. He probably saw this, and he's like, yeah, Arcides, you know, uh, Hook. Like, these are players that are, like, pretty good players, like, all time. Like, these are viewed as good players, and it, it's just been a mess. Yeah, you can't really turn it down. If you turn it down, then you're probably not going to get another one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. The next match, Rocker lose another heartbreaker game five. The third game five in a row they lose to Boston. Um, it was my boy. One of my favorite players in the league. Snoopy obviously had a very good series, but one of my favorite players in the league, Mr. Austin Slasher. He had an incredible series. He looked very good. The map one, he was shooting with a 1.5. Uh, they get kind of dominated on the map two. The map three was tight, but they end up losing it. It was a, a wake master class on the invasion control. They prob- Boston probably should have lost the sub base, but they squeak it out and then they just kind of steamroll them in the map five. It was a very good series for Mr. P Dog as well. Seventeen thousand damage at one point one six. Bounce back, bounce back series. Mm-hmm. Still, still, you know, big wake is not what I would like to be. Yeah, he's this weekend he had like maps, but the consistency just still isn't there. Like, like he goes from having a 1.39, 32 and 23 in the map three, 
And then I remember thinking like, oh, Big Wake's going to have a big map. And then the next <clears> map, <throat> he went 15 and 24 on that sub base. And like a lot of those kills came towards the end. He was like, I swear he was like 9 and 22 at one point. He, he went on like a little streak at the end or got like a lot of kills right at the end to yeah. make it look a little more respectable, which is saying something because he had a point six, and I'm saying it was more respectable at the end. Yeah. So this seems like Big Wick's uh, game mode is definitely control. He always goes off of control. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah, Boston, nice bounce back. Yep, they did bounce back. After the then, dismantle of the first match. Yeah. And then sadly, Brock, I was perfect up until this match. I never thought the team that would end up ruining my perfect streak was Atlanta phase. Uh, they do it to me, though. They uh, they get beat in a game five against the subliners. They came out after the map one. I was like, I'm going to have a perfect weekend because phase they dominate. I mean, Abizi and Selian both dropped 1.92s. Draza had a mm-hmm. 1.37, Simp with a 1.21. Everybody on the side of New York was just getting dominated besides Hydra. He was shooting back, but everybody else, Skies and Kismet, both had 0.6s. Sib was 9 and 30. That was shocking to see. Like, they were getting dominated. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to be perfect for two weeks in a row. Like, I might be at the top of the predictions in the CDL. Uh, but then a 6-0 subliners uh, win in the search kind of made me hesitate. Then Optic, or not Optic, sorry, FaZe took the control behind a, a big map from a BZ. Uh, New York was able to punch back in the skid row uh, where Sib was killing everything. Kismet had some nice sprees as well. And then in the final invasion, New York kind of handled them. 6-4 looks closer than it really was. New York handled it pretty easy in that map. Mm-hmm. Your perfect bracket. <laughs> perfect stage is gone. I mean, I made it to the last match on Sunday in the, in the what, second week, third week? I was second week? Yeah. I just don't... I don't, like, understand, like... I, like how phase can they like, roll them that much and they're on such a high then New York just comes back to six O's them. Yeah, it's it is weird. It's like normally like maybe New York comes back and wins the map, but you'd expect like a six three at the at the worst. Yeah, and then like I don't know like the, phase, they're a good search team always. Yeah, they're a good search team, and then like this phase just rolls them and kind of in control and like, you know, it's like so back and forth. And this New York team is very good. We've said all year they're very good. We just wanted to see the consistency. And now the consistency is starting to come around. So I'm very intrigued to continue watching this New York team. Because like we said, all year we've known this New York team can be very good. Yep. Nobody's questioning that. It's just a matter of can they find the consistency. Because like they look so good online and they got double first rounded. Uh, and then mm-hmm. they kind of looked a little bit iffy to start the stage. They were winning their matches. But they didn't look like we didn't see out of Hydra. We wanted to see like the dominant performances. And now this week, Hydra started to have those really good performances. And um, things have started to seem to turn around for New York. I mean, a win against FaZe is a big deal. So, uh, And they get a nice match versus Miami this weekend that should be a free dub for them. So let's jump into predictions, Brock. All right, let's do it. We got uh, that weird schedule again this week where we go two matches on Friday, then three on Saturday, and three on Sunday. Starting off. With uh, actually, we'll review the we'll review the matches. Obviously, I had a perfect week in week one. You had a very good week as well. Um, I had everything correct this week except that Atlanta versus New York match. You had about a fifty fifty week. I finished the week with fifteen points, and you finished with five. That puts me at thirty three uh, through the first two weeks, and you were at fifteen. Brock, we're getting a little bit of a blowout here in major two. You got to have a comeback here in week three. Yeah, I need to uh, make a comeback of the year. Yeah, I mean you were. We were tied through two weeks last split, and then I had that really good week three where I pulled away and ended up winning by five. But you need a you need a legacy performance here. You get the veto advantage. Obviously, same thing as always. We pick the team, put either one or two points on it. We can each put four points on one match for the week. 
Uh, but since Brock is losing, he can veto my four points and put his on it if he wants. He gets first dibs. Um, let's do it, Brock. Minnesota versus Atlanta. This uh, seems like it should be so straight up because Minnesota's 0-4 and Atlanta's Atlanta. But Minnesota, have, I'm telling you, they're the best-looking 0-4 team we've ever seen. They lost three straight map fives. They look so good, and then they just choke. Yep. The greatest 0-4 team. Yeah. You know, and we might as well continue the trend. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, 3-2. I'll put two points, and Minnesota's another game five. I actually think the exact same thing. I'm the greatest old five team. Uh, two points. I'm putting the exact same thing as you. I think I'm putting two points on it, and I think Atlanta's winning three to uh, three to two. I think Minnesota's going to lose a fourth straight map five. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to win. Like I legit think like Minnesota's going to win. Like they're going to win two respawns. They're going to win a hard point and either the control or the other hard point. I think they're going to lose both surges. I think they might potentially get Nezlode. I think there's a world where they win both hard points against FaZe. Uh, and then we just see FaZe win the control like they seem to always do in every series and then win double searches. But also, there's probably a pretty good chance we see Rio in this map set because Minnesota's looked incredible on it and FaZe likes to chow anybody on it. So I think most teams will veto Rio against Minnesota since they've looked so good and like bullied Optic on it. Mm-hmm. but Atlanta might be a willing to ego challenge. So I'm looking forward to potentially seeing Vivid and Lens run at Simpin and on this map. There's going to be pace being set. <laughs> Lots of pace. You know, we love, we love to see Rio Hardpoint in the mix. Fun to watch. Best map to watch right now. Love, uh, 100%. Uh, second match of the day, Brock. Uh, probably, actually not probably. This is, this is the matchup of our best team versus our worst team. Um, four points on this one. You're gonna let me have it. I'm putting four points on this one. Three yeah. zero. Yep, I'll go Toronto three zero, and I'm putting the two points on it because I would be putting four uh, if you weren't. But I mean, this we always say you have to pick some three zeros because they always happen. This obviously maybe it won't be a three zero, but it's the I mean the clearest candidate. Toronto is our best team, and Seattle is. This is a matchup clearly of like Toronto is by far in a way right now our best team there's no questions about it until we see otherwise and Seattle is by far and away our worst team until we see otherwise yep so I mean, you have to pick them I can't wait till Seattle wins somehow yeah <laughs> but it's Call of Duty weirder things have happened uh-huh then we got Vegas versus Boston uh, on kickoff Saturday. This is an interesting one. Vegas has looked pretty good lately. Boston also got dominated by New York, but then looked pretty good in their second match. This is a tough series for me. I, I feel like kind of looking ahead to the series for the rest of the weekend, this is up there for toughest series to pick, in my opinion. Uh-huh. This is... Uh, they look so, like, even. Yeah, and Vegas has looked so good the past couple matches, even against Toronto, but, like, also their Vegas, they're due for a letdown, and Boston... Kind of the same thing. Boston's been the same way the whole year. Like, you feel like they're really good, and just when you feel like they're really good, they are just there to let you down. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do 3 2 Vegas. Attaches to AC. I'll put two points. Oh, killing me. I was thinking about doing Vegas too, but now I kind of want to pick opposite of you, but I also don't. <laughs> I, I'm just so. I'm, I don't have a strong opinion on the series. You're going to put how many points today? I'll put two points on it. Oh, uh, I. I like that pick. I like Vegas in a 3-2. I also... I, I do think this is going to go map 5. I feel a map 5 in the cards. It's just a matter of who do I think has the ice. I want to pick Vegas. Vegas was who I was leaning towards, but I'm just not sure. Ugh. It is a tough one because, you know, these teams are so... can't be so weird. 
I think I'm going to say that. I think I'm going to say Boston's going to get the win. I I like this Vegas team more right now, but I think Boston's going to win in a map five. I just, I think Snoopy, uh, I think Snoopy and Asim are going to set a little bit more pace uh, on the Nero and Purge duo. I think Purge is going to maybe cost a little bit in the respawns in this series. And I think Boston's going to be able to pull off two of the three respawns and then win the final search. Mm-hmm. I think Boston's going to win the hard points in the uh, in the search in map five, and I think they're going to win three two and putting two points on it. But I, that's that's a toss up series for me. I just I don't know where to go there. I, Boston's so up and down, and so is Vegas. So it's a tough one. I can guarantee a purge below one one KD for the series. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. <laughs> um, all right. Carolina versus Texas. You think Clay is able to pull off? He's pulled off plenty of upsets at Optic in the past. Think he's going to pull off another one? Or you got Optic locked in here. I got Optic three one. Two what points. Think, uh, Carolina's taken. Mm, I think oddly enough to take the control and then get wiped in F four. Think so. I think it's going to be an Optic three one. I think I think it's going to be the same trend we've seen a lot in this stage. I think Carolina's going to take the map one. Okay. Come I'm on hot. I think I think they're come on hot because Optics started slow in these hard points this uh this split so far. I think Optics gonna come out a little slow. I don't think it's gonna be like a blowout like we've seen in the last couple. I think Carolina's gonna win like two fifty to two twenty. Mm-hmm. Close map one, I think Optics gonna handle them pretty easily the next two maps. I think like a six three in the search, like a three one in the control, and like a two fifty to one fifty. I think Optics gonna roll them pretty easily in the final three maps, but I think they'll lose map one. I think I'm, I'm taking three one and putting two points on it. I like it. All right, then we got LAG versus Seattle. Ew. Oddly enough, as you wouldn't think, LAG definitely is the favorite in this series, but uh, what do you think? Is it going to be your LAG boys, Brock? You've got an LAG jersey, or is it going to be your Arcides? Your, your boy Arcides? RC's revenge game, <laughs> technically. <Think> so? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Okay, I was going to say. Oh, man, well, I don't know what, what do I pick. I'll pick LAG... They went three one. I agree. Up to two points. They, I, I, um, I think Seattle will come out and win, win the search from another RCD's performance masterclass. I am in full agreement. I think uh, LAG is going to win this three one and putting two points on it. I don't feel supremely confident because LAG can troll at any point mm-hmm. their team, but like it, I can't in good faith pick Seattle right now to win a match. Uh, they are just. So bad, it's hard to imagine a world where they just could get organized enough to win a match. And LAG does seem to have overall pretty good teamwork. And LAG overall, like every time they play a series, you watch them and they're like always competitive in it, whether they win or lose. Yeah. And that's not something that I can say about Seattle right now. They are not always competitive in this current uh-huh. roster. Yeah, I can agree to that. All right, Brock. Moving on to Sunday, NYSL Miami. I'm using my four points on this one in an NYSL 3 0. I'll take the 3 0. Give me two points on it. NYSL, yeah. of course. Yeah, it's pretty chalk week because we go overall. I mean, we picked the same two teams on day one because tough to pick against Atlanta and Toronto. We picked yeah. two of the same three teams, uh, including map counts on Saturday. The only one we switched up on was Boston Vegas, which that's definitely a toss up match. And then Today, there are, I would say there's a, there's definitely a, a favorite in every match, NYSL being the favorite, but we may pick a match or two different. And then obviously the second match, it's Atlanta versus Toronto. It's a tight match, but Toronto obviously has to be the favorite for now. And then in the final match in Minnesota, 
despite being 0-4, is probably still the favorite over LAT. Um, yeah. What are you thinking here, though? Are you, are you thinking Atlanta can upset Toronto, or are you thinking Toronto <laughs> continues the streak? Oh, excuse me. Um, uh, Atlanta loses against Subliners. Bounce back. I think... I think Atlanta takes out Toronto and puts up like two so? losses. How about a game five? We'll go with game five. I'll put, I'll put two points on it too. I say you almost have to put max points on everything to try to try to catch up. You guys have to be confident in your picks and roll with it. Oh boy, this is tough because obviously, like Toronto, like you said, is the favorite. Atlanta coming off a loss against New York. Toronto seems like the logical pick. I was kind of on the same train as you. I kind of wanted to pick Atlanta to pull off the upset here. Because it's like at some point Toronto's going to have to lose a match. Like they can't just win forever, right? They can't win every match forever. Yeah. I did see um, their last loss was the December 17th. Yeah, it was the Boston loss, right? Isn't that their only loss of the year? Yep, it's their only loss. Like so what a random team to lose with it. And Boston at the time was like not good. Yeah. They lost about two months ago. Yeah, and it was their only loss. Uh, I mean, their map win percentage, they're 40 and 11. That's in maps, insane. including online and land. Like, that's a seventy-eight percent map win percentage, and you know, phase win percentage on their maps is incredible. They're thirty-seven and nineteen. That's a sixty-six. That's two-thirds of the maps they play. They're winning. That's also incredible. Yeah, this is like this incredible yeah. from Toronto. I just don't know. I I want to pick Toronto, but like, if you would have picked Toronto, I would have picked Phase. But since you didn't, I'm going to pick Toronto. I'm picking Toronto in a game five. They are the better team right now, but there's just something about this that's screaming phase is going to win at me, but I'm going to put Toronto 3-2 with two points on it. Mm-hmm. But something like, about this is screaming Atlanta at me. I just, I'm going to ignore that voice and I'm picking Toronto since they're the best team. Yeah, they're bound to lose again, right? <laughs> you would think. I, I think this is, a, this is the perfect upset scenario. Uh, Atlanta coming off a, a loss to New York, bounces back against Minnesota, and then gets their revenge on Toronto. I think it's a perfect scenario, but I'm going to say it's not going to happen. Toronto's going to win it. Uh-huh. Uh, min- if, to be honest with you, I could say that Toronto might overlook their first match, potentially lose that one if they're looking ahead to Atlanta, but Seattle is just so bad that I don't even think if Toronto overlooked them, they would lose. I think Scrappy would just beat them by themselves at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. Um, then the final match on Sunday, final match of the weekend, Minnesota versus LAT. I'm going to take Minnesota on this one. I think they're going to get it done in a 3-0 fashion. Okay. I'm going to put one point on it only. I, I could see a world where thieves win, but to me, the, the idea behind it is Minnesota is pretty good in hardpoint. LAT has been so bad. They win that map one. I think they are able to take the close search. Then I think at that point, it's 2-0. They kind of demoralized them a little bit in the last respawn, and I think they take the momentum, win whatever control map they play 3-2. And they win mm-hmm. 3-0, putting only one point on it. Huh. I will put I will, I will go LAT three one. Somehow okay. shock to shock everyone. Man, that would be how many points you putting on it? I'll put I'll just put one. That's uh I mean it's not a bad pick because Minnesota just like like we said, they've looked fine, but they haven't won. But if Minnesota does lose to Atlanta, they'd be 0 and five. They'd fall to 0 and six against LAT, but like Odds are like like let's say they let's say they play Atlanta close, but then they lose to LAT. It's like man, you like legit have had a really good split as a team. Like you've looked very good, but you're just zero and six. Yeah, like the greatest zero and six team ever. Yeah, like it's just so weird. They just have no ice right now. Mm-hmm. And they got the Ice Man. Yeah, they got Lamar. 
What's he doing over there? They're going to be the scary team you don't want to drop down to a loser's bracket if they don't win three straight to close out this split. Yeah, 100%. They're going to be the very, very, very scary team that everybody is not looking forward to playing. Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. That's pretty much all we got, unless you want to add anything else here. Um... No, not really. Not really sure why we have two matches on Friday. Yeah, so this dumb schedule they have. This is great schedule. Like we need, like players need off more. Well, and like with the times that they are, like in America at least, like the matches start at two o'clock our time. So like the matches could literally be over on Friday before most people are done with work. Uh huh. Literally, like, especially if they like thirty minutes a piece. Yeah, like if it's a quick three zero in the first series, it's done by like three o'clock Central Time where we are, and the next match starts up like. Matches potentially the matches are done by four to four thirty if they're two speed run matches and a lot of people aren't getting done with work till five o'clock you know for the most part yeah or you're like you're usually like you're pretty much if you work until even like four p.m. Central Time you're like guaranteed to miss the first match at least if not part of the second match it's such weird scheduling which I know I'm not dumb I know there's other reasons out there I know like the times might be better for other places but I'm saying for the the general market they're usually trying to target which is North America. And the U.S., like, the times are really horrible on Friday. Yeah. And it's only two matches, which is, you know, a short day, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's something else. But other than that, you know, don't got much besides, you know, watch the matches next week, play some rank play. About it for me. Yeah. That's going to do it for this one. If you guys enjoyed, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. If you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five-star review. We appreciate all your support as always. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for this one. I'm looking forward to getting back next week, talking about these matches and making more predictions as we approach major two. Thank you guys so much for watching and we will see you in the next one.